Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Our reading this morning is taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 15, verses 33 to 47. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so that he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes down to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last and the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James the Younger and of Joseph and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while we, he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. This all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath. As evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of the high council and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't understand that Jesus was already dead. So he called for the Roman officer and asked if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead. So Pilate told Joseph that he could have the body. Joseph brought a long sheet of linen cloth then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in the cloth, and laid it in a tomb that had been car carved out of the rock. Then he rode a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Madeline and Mary, the mother of Jesus, saw where Jesus' body was laid. God has promised to bless the reading of his word. We come to this Good Friday, I'd share a few words with you. I'm not a poet. This is the close to poetry that I've written. Golgotha, the place of the skull. It's an anonymous name, a place of death, a one-way journey, a long, painful and lonely journey. For those condemned to walk its steep path, 
to the place of death. And on that Friday, after the Passover meal was eaten, where the lamb was sacrificed, a reminder that Israel's firstborn experienced life on the eve of the Exodus. It was that path the true Passover lamb walked. No angel of death would spare this firstborn. There was no blood over his door because this firstborn was the Passover in human form. The steps Jesus walked led him to this lonely path, a path the evil one had tried to dissuade him from going down, the path his closest followers had tried to deter, the path that he prayed for his father to release him from. But all of his steps had led to this path up the lonely road to the place of death. As the crowd stood and stared mocking, taunting, they failed to see the meaning of this moment. On this day, which through the eyes were the worst for Jesus of Nazareth. His sufferings, wounds and tears, a diversion and an amusement on a dreary day. But what the crowd's eyes failed to see was the meaning of this moment. He saved others, they taunted, but he cannot save himself. He could only save others by not saving himself. He would come down from that cross, but not in the way the crowds expected. This is the wonder and the mystery of the cross. At Golgotha, the place of the skull, the place of death, life was born. In the midst of his despair, as darkness sucked away the light, we hear his pitiful cry, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's a cry of agony, a cry of despair, but it's not the cry of defeat. In their confusion, the crowds looked to Elijah, but something greater than Elijah had come. And as he gave out that great cry, as life escaped his broken body, it's not where the journey ends. For those that know the psalm, we know how it ends. He has, he has not, he's not, he's been despised and scorned and suffered. But as his life escapes the place of death, it becomes the place of life. In the midst of darkness, New life booms as the curtain is split in two and an earthquake breaks the tombs. The day the prophets 
had foreseen in the midst of darkness, blood, sweat and tears. New life is born. The way to God is no longer shrouded in gloom. The heavenly guardians no longer obstruct the view. As the saints came out of those tombs, the vision of Ezekiel's dry bones fulfilled. As Jesus gave his final breath, we can breathe a new breath. It was at the place of death that life began. As the women bravely watched, as Joseph covered his body in cloth, as the stone sealed his tombs, the guard secured that place. The words of the crowd still mocked. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants. For he said, I am the Son of God. While the crowd mocked, a lonely centurion watched and said, Surely he was the Son of God. The wonder and mystery of the cross is found in that we, friends, can know the Son of God. The wonder and mystery of the cross is found in that we have new life by also walking up the path to the cross. What does the cross mean to you? Will you mock it? Forget it? Deny it? Or simply just ignore it? Or will you see it as a symbol of our hope that beyond the blood and nails, the anguish and tears, that it is the cross that saves us? It is the cross of Jesus Christ that is the hope for humanity lost. That in a world of pain, suffering and hopelessness, it is that one man who gives us hope. So what will you do with the cross? How will you respond to Good Friday? Friends, Good Friday, it's a powerful day in the life of the Christian calendar. And as we've seen in the dramatic enactment, we may have not physically put the nails into Jesus' hands. But each of us, by our sin... Well, like the grim reaper, we put Jesus there. Yet as scripture tells us, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And in response to this enormous sacrifice that Jesus has given us, we're going to partake in communion now as a fellowship together. I want to read from the words from Luke chapter 22, from verse 14. We are told, When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until 
the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it. It gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. As we remember Jesus, enormous sacrifice for us. Remember his cries, his pain and his tears. We now have a chance to partake in this meal together, a meal which Jesus gave us to remember his sacrifice, but a meal too to remember the hope of his kingdom. And when Jesus said those words, for I tell you, I will not eat it again, it's a Passover, until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And when he says, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes, Jesus is pointing his disciples back to the prophet Isaiah, to that grand vision that Isaiah had of the whole world being at peace. From Isaiah chapter 25, verse 7, it says, On this mountain, that's Mount Zion, Jerusalem, he will swallow up the shroud that enfolds all people, the veil that spreads over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. My Lord God will wipe away tears from every face. He will remove his people's reproach from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. A day where death is removed, the shroud that covers over all of us will be removed. So friends, as we partake in communion together, we remember Jesus' body broken fast. We remember the blood that was shed. We also look forward to the day where we will eat it with Jesus when his kingdom comes. Uh, this morning we're going to do something a little bit different to what we normally do. We have ta- two tables set up here. Everyone, please stand up in a line, help yourself, come back into your chairs, and we will eat the bread and drink the cup together as one family. And before we do that, I'd love to pray for us all. Lord, as we've just reflected on your enormous sacrifice, the, the hands that went pierced through the nails, and the blood that was shed. We now have this opportunity to remember in this living parable, Lord, the meal that you've given us, a meal to remember your sacrifice, but a meal to look forward to the hope of eternity when your kingdom comes. So, Father, now as we participate as a church family, Recreate in your image. I pray you bless us as we partake together. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And on that night he was betrayed. Jesus took the bread, he broke it and said, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat the body of the Lord together. On that night he was betrayed. Jesus took the cup and said, This blood is a new covenant. And this cup is a new covenant made in my blood. Drink this in remembrance 
of me. Let's drink together. Amen. Friends, let me pray for us one more time. From the words of Psalm 116, which Jews would traditionally pray through Psalms 113 to 18 after partaking in the Passover together. Psalm 116, verse 12. It says, What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Verse 13 says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Father, we just thank you that we can sit here today and remember your death. But more importantly, Lord, we know the end that you are resurrected, that you are ruling and reigning. And Lord, as we just reflect on today, the enormous sacrifice, may we not forget the cost to sin, or that cost your son so much, so that we may have new life. So let us live as people who each and every day follow after our master by walking up the hill, carrying our cross, forgetting our sin and all the evil and pain that this world offers, knowing that we have new life in you. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Jural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.